Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. You know what they say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Legal Council is brought to you by Rugby Pass, the premier destination for rugby fans in Asia. My apologies last week for calling it Asia. Uh, didn't quite um, pronounce that um, appropriately enough. Um, but my apologies again for everyone else in Asia. Streaming international test matches, including the Rugby Championship, Super Rugby, and more to your device, wherever you are in Asia. Um, also uh, with me today, as usual, is Jack Muir, Hong Kong board member of the Rugby League, Hong Kong Rugby League. G'day, mate. How's it going? Yeah, not bad, mate. Nice to hear your voice again. And, gee, I'm looking forward to talk rugby league. It's been a tough day at the office. Um, and I'll just add that Rugby Pass are now official um, overseas streaming partners for the NRL. So, you know, that's a that's a big uh, a big step up for uh, Rugby Pass, a, a partner of ours. Um, that means that if you're in any country in the world, you can subscribe. No, it could be... Um, I don't know, Jerusalem or Togo or Sierra Leone. You just have to sign up right past and you can watch... uh, Yeah, quote, but Jerusalem. It's a song. Um, And you can actually watch... Well, depending on your level of internet access, you can get all the NRL games and test matches and even nines and all that carry on in high definition. Yeah, big shout out to Richard North, who's running the um, Rugby Pass show, and Fred Caluso. Calazzo, um, my apologies for fucking up your name, but you've been uh, huge for the uh, for the show, and also um, you you probably also owe Northy an apology for making those t-shirts at university really staying oh, like now. Not make those now, t-shirts. Yeah, he's having the last laugh minute. because he oh, is running a very t-shirts. successful rugby league Will streaming you? website. Willie Lapthorne made those t-shirts. And anyway, let's move on. There's um, bigger and better things to talk about. Um, what did you want to talk about today, mate? I'll let you lead off with the show. Uh, what did I want to talk about? Ah, okay. So I think, actually, we heard rumours last week that Manu Vatulai, a favourite of ours, had signed with Ul in the Super League. It hasn't been forthcoming the official announcement, but I think it's, I, I think it's pretty much done and dusted. So mm. basically... I wanted to have a yarn about our greatest memories of Manu. Now, remember when he debuted in 2004 as a raw-blooded mm-hmm. Tongan bloke on the wing? He actually debuted in round 11 against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Correct. Which we actually won, blazing enough. At, well, that was pretty crap in 2004, weren't they? They had a halves pairing of uh, Willie Peters and Ashley Harrison. Ashley Harrison wearing number 13 on his back. Lee Hookie in the centres. Good player. And blokes like... Yeah, their forward pack wasn't too bad, but they David would have been there. Thompson. Luke Stewart would have been there. Um, Luke Stewart was there, yeah. Paul Mallow wasn't there, maybe. Maybe, or was he at the Roosters? Nah, Kuzak wasn't there. But interesting enough, Brett Carney was in the, uh, on the bench for the Rabbitohs, which I had no idea he even played for the Rabbitohs. Yep. Um, and the biggest... Was it, um, Langmack was coach, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's actually have got a young Aucklander on the bench for the Rabbitohs called Feely here, represented um, Tonga, but he must be related to... Um, uh, Moala Lola here. Anyway, so Manu start that was his debut match. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, the Chiefs had in 2004 was a rough season for the Warriors. One of the probably one of the top two or top three worst seasons in our history, which is I'm, I'm really gonna, saying something. I'm going to say it's the worst season in our history. 
and here's why. We came off 2002 grand final. 2003 were arguably better. Lost to Penrith in the major semi-final. Yes, um, yeah. And then 2004, we basically entered the season with peak Stacey Jones, peak Ali Lautiti, peak Clinton Torpy. And from memory, we lost our first three games. And then within the next three weeks, Stacey Jones wanted to leave and... Um, Ali Lautiti was showing the door. Torpy turned up to a round 12 game with the worst excuse for a mohawk I've ever seen, and I knew then there was... The one we lost 58 points to six to the Roosters. Yes, and Daniel Anderson basically got fired halfway through this season, I think, coming off, you know, the three most successful years in the history of the Warriors. Tony Kemp, of all people, replaced him. Um, won his first game as coach against the Raiders, which was the old bounce-back rule back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being a young sales rep at Lion Nathan, Lion Red, my car was, and I couldn't give tickets away. I remember going um, to the North Queensland Cowboys game and having 30 tickets that I threw in the bin. I just couldn't <laughs> give them away. And then Oy, but you know, it was the same after, case. After the bounce-back game... The Warriors actually took, um, I don't know if Tigers played, they went to actually Lancaster Park in crime scene and lost by 50 points. Yep, it was um, actually the first time I laid eyes on a young Dean Hullitow that game, from memory. Really? Actually, I'm just trying to remember, 2004, was I still at uni? That was yeah, I think I was. That, I actually got a photo with Benji Marshall. No, who was injured? He was that, injured. Oops. He was injured, but was still touring. Yeah, cool. And it was Liam Fulton's debut game because I got on the had a few beers with him after the game in um, some shitty bar down St Ashif Street. Back to Manu. Um, yeah, because that when he first made his debut, not many people know. Firstly, he always has looked the same age. I think that's sometimes yep. um, when truly great players come along. I always have this thing that. You know, they might be 16 years old, but they always look around 25. And even Manu now, if you look at him and he's clean shaven and clean cut, he still looks quite young. And I thought yep. when Manu came along, I was like, who's this tradesman, 28-year-old winger with orange long hair? And he looked like the size of a prop forward. He's much bigger then than he was now. And I remember making him making a huge break. I think it was the second or third game against the Roosters, which we lost by 50. And then he just yep. dropped the ball cold, and I wrote him off. And then kind of in two thousand four, I think it was. I think he also played the nah, because he made his debut in round eleven. Did we not play the Roosters late in the season and get flogged? Oh, we might have. Let me have it there. Football Stadium. I think the score was fifty to four, and Vatavai might have scored the only try. Um, anyway, I wrote him off, and then the next season, I think for me, Vatavai. Nah, we lost thirty four twenty. No, no, thirty to twenty four to the Roosters. And Vadivai wasn't playing. It's funny in this first 2004 season, he only played five games in the middle of the um, year, and then sort of went off. And then Cooper Verna sort of started playing more football. Cooper Verna, blast from the past. Mate, uh, ended up playing rugby for Australia. Do you know where I get all my league stats from? Where? Yeah, probably. Where? Do you know where I get all my rugby league from? Where? Rugby league project. I reckon it's single-handedly the greatest um, uh, rugby league stats pay- website in the world. Really? Rugby league project. Shout out to them yep. then. Hopefully, uh, yep. yeah, everyone listeners can get Sean Dolan, Andrew Ferguson, and Bill Bates run it. But, uh, mate, you need to just get one night to just get embraced in it. 
Yeah, all right. Do I go on a deep dive? Do I go on a, a, a little rabbit go, hole? Oh, it's good. It's because it's like Wikipedia. Like you, you click on 2004 Warriors season, mm. and then you can see round 20, round 16, June 26th, mm. we played Melbourne at Olympic Park. Mm-hmm. And you can go and look at Melbourne's team straight away and see in the centres, for instance, they had Hang Steve on. Bell and Ben McDougall. Oh, Ben McDougall. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to say Steve Bell and Tony Martin, but Tony Martin would have been at the Warriors by that stage, Just wouldn't Warriors. he? Was at the Warriors. He was on the wing for the Warriors <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Do I know my league? Um, and what about the Storm bench? Dustin Cooper, Kirk Reynoldson, Danny Williams, and Rodney Hare. Kirk Reynoldson uh, uh, then later went to the Knights, and then he was a victim Knight, of yep. Brian Smith clean out when Brian Smith he came was. in and just got rid of a whole lot of players. Sort of, I liked his beard, and he was just... He got the job done. He made played 125 NRL matches. Kirk anyway, your classic, right? And I remember my mate's old man used to be a rugby coach, and he said to me once, and it was a trial. Is this the same bloke that you talked about last week that got the newspapers out? Yes, yes. Oh, for God's sake! So what he used to say is, if you're in a trial, just do something to stand out. Like either back in the day was wear headgear, or you know, if you have sort of like long hair, then just sort of like let it flow, take it out of a ponytail and do something that's different because you'll just catch the coach eye for being different and they'll end up picking you anyway. I think Kurt Reynoldson was a real um, proponent for that rule because he just had a long beard and that was it. He didn't do... Nah, he was a good player, beard. mate. He was a good player. Never played... He didn't play any rep football though, to be honest. He got knocked out a lot. Anyway... Of yeah, well, so does a lot of leagueies. Anyway, my two NRL... Like my two Manu Manu, Vatu Vice, mm. Manu um, memories... So the first one was earlier in his career, 2005. Yes. And we played the Knights in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And what happened was we actually, we won. It was when 2005, we actually played all right, I think. And, yeah, um, we would have made the eight, but um, we got a uh, we start off on minus four. Um, from oh, the salary right, cap yeah, breaches yeah. of Steve Price, Ruben Wickey, and Nathan Fien. And we ended up, actually, if you added those four points back, we would have finished eighth. It was Cleary's first year. Yep. So it was round six, April 17th, and he scored a brilliant try down the right hands. Or was it down the left, just showing his pace? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's just one thing that sort of... He scored two tries that day. I'm just looking it up now. Mm-hmm. Really, that was one memory that gets to me. And the other one, and I was probably sitting with you when it happened, was when at the Mount Smart Stadium 2006, six. when... Matt King and him had a scuffle in the in the corner as they were going to score. As it I was think the Kidwell game that we lost. It was the Kidwell game, yeah. And I actually shared on the blog last week a video of it. Yeah, it was the Kidwell game that we lost, and I wouldn't call it a scuffle. I'd call it a stink. It was a good old fashioned rugby league stink. And him and Matt King were toe to toe, throwing oh, no. proper fisticuffs, and it was yeah, yeah. good yeah. old fashioned. And it was in the end goal, which. Somehow, when there's a rugby league fight in the end goal and it spills out over the sideline, it just really just goes that extra level. I remember the the best rugby league stink in the last few years was probably two years before that against the Cowboys. And I think it was David Miles, who was playing for the Warriors, an ex-Cowboy, got in a big stink and it just spilled out over the sideline and they rolled into the cheerleaders. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was was a proper (laughs) rugby league stink. Oh yeah, that's you don't get those anymore. What about your memories of money? What are the favourite ones of yours? Well, one last thing I do want to touch on that game, uh, the two thousand six, which I believe I gave you a ticket to. Um, yep. 
after that game, we I went into the Viaduct in Auckland City, and it was just off me chops. And the whole of the Kiwi and the Kangaroo League team were there, just tanking up. And I was drinking first. Firstly, uh, I was sort of went up to Mark Gaznier, who was a real superstar at the time. Started yarning to him, and he said. Uh, where can I get a smoke, mate? And I just sort of got a smoke off a mate. It was a rolly, gave it to him. And he's like, no, mate, I mean weed. And I was like, oh, brilliant. That is lit. <laughs> and then I was with him, Danny Baderis, Marco Mealy, and Trent Waterhouse. And I remember saying to Trent Waterhouse, and it was just brilliant. Like, they were just happily drinking with me. I remember saying to Trent Waterhouse that he was gonna not going to play first grade next year because the Panthers had Pulitua, Nullaval, and Pritchard. And I said, mate, you're going to have to change clubs. And then they egged me on, because I was so tanked, to go up to Lockyer, who was blind, I might add. And they said, just egg him on, mate, egg him on. I remember just telling him that he was too drunk and he should leave. And he just started laughing. So it was just good, genuine (sighs) big banter. And then I turn around, and Stacey Jones walks into the bar, arm in arm, with Joey Johns. Shit face. It was just a league party. Both playing number seven. Bluey yeah. McClendon. It was October the 21st, 2005, and we lost 28 to 26. Um, but, geez, oh, it was nice weather in Auckland at that time, too. So you could sort of, October 21st, the weather's warming up. You can have a few beers before the oh. game on a Friday. It was just brilliant. It was tremendous. But back to money. I feel that he's, his career is broken into th- three parts for me. Firstly, is that he storms onto the scene. Well, it doesn't really because he sort no, of... No, he doesn't. The, because the first few just... games, I wrote him off and I was like, who's this guy? And then I remember when, as you say, he played four or five games in his first season. And when he came back in second season, I was like, oh, this guy. I thought his career was already over. You know how you sometimes have a flash in the yeah, yeah. player. You get a little... You never hear from him again. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, he's back. And then he just had a storming 05 year. And then the Tri-Nations that we won in... The UK beating Wayne Bennett's side 24-0 in the final. He was just phenomenal. And this is a... And probably he was only 19 then, and he was on the yeah. wing. Oh, yeah, he was. That's back in the day that if you were a New Zealander and then you were in the NRL, you got to play with the Kiwis. Um, playing outside Jake Webster. Um, Shantane Harpy was playing 13 in the final. Mannering. You know, these yep. guys were young. And Manu Vadovai was brilliant. And I think from 2005 to 2008, he was just very, very good in the Kiwi jersey. And then I felt like that. So that's sort of like the first tier. And then he had that game against Parramatta in 2007 when they kicked the, when they bombed to him. And he that's dropped right. four God. times that led to tries. It was a Monday night game, I think. Um, I remember watching it f- not so fondly. And he dropped Yeah, it was. It was a Monday night. And his confidence was shot. It was like when a horse just is dumb. And I thought, that's yep. the end of Manu. And coincidentally, Cleary was about to drop him, but another winger got injured. Might have been Michael Crockett. Um, and then Vardavai ended up getting um, a recall. So he never actually got stood down, but he was going to. And everyone was talking about his hands and stuff. And he bounced back brilliantly, and he just came back from strength to strength. Obviously, he always had his handling errors, um, but he did. Um, he's still a very, very good winger. And then I think that the third sort of part for me was Warriors 08 to 11. Um, you know, we were a playoff team back then, and yep. I genuinely thought that he was the best winger in the world then. And you, you know, lots of people. Well, laugh. 2008. He was the, the, the World Cup. 2008. You got RLIF uh, Winger of the Year. Mm. 
And that, and I remember at the time, everyone's like, how could he got that after that performance he made in round 11 of 2007 against the Eels? Mm. And that was actually when um, a good mate of ours, sister, Liam Roach, actually did a beautiful um, 60 Minutes documentary on him. They really found out about him, what made him tick. Spent a lot of time with his father on that in South Auckland and really, you know, it really gave me and a lot of other New Zealanders really understanding of the gentle giant that Manu is. Well, I think also underrated was 2014, where he just had a booming year. I think he had 20 tries. He's a Warriors leading try scorer, as he usually is, and scored a double in that um, the Tri-Nations test, the first one in October that we ended up um, beating Australia at... Um, Wellington was the final, wasn't it? 2014. 14. Where did we play them first? We beat them a couple of times in that Tri-Nations. Brisbane. Is in Brisbane. Um, Manu will be missed anyway, won't he? Do you think overrated? He will underrated? be. He, he is. Has some, he, Harry, Manu was underrated. Agree. Underrated for mine. Agree. And the, the Aussies, and you, again, we're slagging off our club again, but I mean, how far would he have gone under Bellamy? Uh, there the, the isn't a natural combination of strength, speed, as an on the wing as a Manu but you know people are just going to focus on the one aspect of his game and yes he had one to two handling errors a game there's no doubt about yep. it and but his so, carries but his carries from I think he changed the way that rugby league was played in terms of a winger being a vital player um, yep. especially the in the first and second tackle. play the balls yep. uh, first of all tackles as in taking pressure off um, you know the slow forwards retiring and he yep. really sort of, you know, got people thinking about, well, we may, we might need a bigger body here. And then you started seeing the Falaos, the Anglices come through, those bigger yep. wingers. Obviously, before BJ. them, yeah, no, maybe you could say that it's bullshit because the Sailor and Dakiri were quite quite good at that too. But I but they didn't have handling errors. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is they're better than Vadovai, which they are. No, no, I'm saying he were evolution because he actually had hand, like that He... It was almost like you can put a guy in with handling errors, but if he can provide that impetus, it's worth it. Well, it's like my point that I constantly make. No one brings up Maloney's missed tackles and penalties, but everyone brings up... When um, have you brought that up? Vadovai's... Oh, no, you did a couple of weeks ago, Everyone yeah. brings up Vadovai's handling errors. He was he, oh. he had that he had that little bit of rock in his game, but he was mostly diamond, wasn't he? He was mostly diamond. Exactly, exactly. I agree. He will be go down as top three New Zealand wingers of all time. Yep. It's hard to go past him. As, as definitely in the top three. No doubt about it. Um, now, modern day rugby league. Trainers. You, you know, you, you, your legends of the game is your Ronnie Palmer's. But most people will be easy to forget that Alfie Langer um, is one of the big trainers at the moment in, in the competition. And Jeff Tuvey was probably the most biggest pest of a trainer ever before he actually graduated as right. coach. Um, lots of people right. go through the trainer route. Um, Steve Price now, you can't get a gig in the NRL as a trainer for yeah, the Dragons. He's a trainer for Cronulla. Oh, no, Cappy Fadden is a trainer for the Warriors. Well, he's assistant coach, but they oh, do know. run he's the been, water bottles. He's downgraded those. Oh, that is because embarrassing. The thing is, I think what happened is there was always a trainer which used to laugh at. But now this assistant coach which has to run water bottles because Stephen Kearney was running water bottles at the Broncos. I know, and people take the piss out of him. But I mean, and so they should because he's got a winning record lot less than forty um, percent. 
and what and it's terrible. I know he's got one of the. It might actually be less than thirty percent. Yeah, he's got a bottom five percentage for for coaching, but I think that that's another conversation. You wanted to talk about training. training. Yeah, so there's actually NRL's actually got a train accreditation, so you can get up to level two sports trainer, mm. and you're at Ronnie Palmer's level. Um, really? How long Six weeks. Uh, Mm, yeah, I think it's more about. I mean, these days the trainer's uh, job is quite important with the um, head injury assessments. Um, obviously, New Zealand, uh, the New Zealand team, and the Warriors have had uh, Dane Nor- no, Dane Norton, Don Norton as Dane, what's that? Yeah, Dane Norton. Dane Norton. He's the Graham Norton's son. He's been there for years, and I mean, it's a good. They always struck me as when I used to go out and have a drink in there in the nights in the nights, in the evenings, after games, the trainer was always out with them. Mm. He was like one of the boys, whereas the coach had to sort of, you know, had to make the rule, it's it's sort of me and you guys. Mm. The trainer was always there having a drink with them, so he is more one of the boys, and you, then you don't have to put up with the... Well, um, I think, I think what, the, what you're saying there is that coaches are paid well and they're in a respected position and they're probably distancing themselves from the trainers really but then if you're an ex-legend yeah. trainer like a Langer or a Tuvi then of course you're going to be hanging out with the coaches so I think it's probably your background has a lot to do with that doesn't it yeah and I also think trainers also have to keep a pretty good carcass um, you know they have to go to the gym quite a bit and stuff you'll notice mm. one of my favourites is that little Chinese fella that's the trainer for the Man, Storm oh Storm no, I he's think he's Greek he and looks Asian. Doctor, sorry, no, I'm wrong. That's a doctor. No, I'm going to find his name. What? Don't do know how. Maybe link. Do we have to wait for you to find his no, name? No, no, no. You keep talking about stuff. <laughs> Mate, this, this is not how it works. I'm not going to sit here talking about a Chinese trainer. Well, you no, it's not Google it's just how inclusive our game is. Um, anyway, actually, you know who could find out for us? One of the, the show's biggest fans. Oh yeah, good. Because he actually Shout works in the Tavale. offices. Yes, yes. Oi, uh, Tavali, can you sh- can you um, share our podcast? Sorry, guy, everyone else listening, but this is a message, Tavali. Can you share legal counsel around the Storm um, office and just get once and for all who that Chinese trainer is? And look, I'm happy to have him um, as a guest on the show. Yep. Hang on, maybe it is Doctor. It says doc- I've just looked at the website, Doctor Jason Chan. Yeah, I'll take that's definitely Jason Jan. That'd be him. Okay, so we don't need to interview him. Uh, oh, Chris Tandy's on the on their um, Dane Campbell's there. Andrew Blower. Andrew Blower is wow. that's the ex All Black. He's one of the um, yep. strength and conditioning coaches. We knew that though. Mark Rentnell. Gee, they've got a big football department. The Jason Rolls still there? He's there. Yeah, well, he's a development officer. Um, yeah. One look. Uh, we had a we had a question from a listener, a loyal listener. Shout out to Bradley Cooper. Um, Bulldogs got out of jail yesterday in disgusting yeah. fashion, but it's a win's a win. Um, a win's a win. I don't even realise that um, Brock Lamb had it. What happened? How did he get a chance to level it? Well, why the... Oh, you did you not... Have you not no, seen it? No, I didn't see it. Have I you, just saw so, a replay of him trying so to have a kick basically, the, the dogs pull the, one of the greatest Houdini acts ever. The, the, the Knights are basically kicking the ball out, and the Gambian Prince charges down... I saw that, yeah. Runs 70 metres, scores, conversion, game over, basically. So they do a short kickoff. The Bulldogs catch it, go to ground, game over. And as he was, and then as he was actually trying to contest the short kickoff, Josh Reynolds has sort of, his feet has landed, so he sort of missed the kick. 
and then he's ran yeah. up to the guy immediately in front of him and shoulder charged him in the face and then the guy's dropped down and the ref's gone penalty no time left the biggest travesty of it isn't that move from Reynolds it's the Knights not giving Trent Hodgkinson the kick why the hell was Brock Lamb yeah. trying to kick Trent Hodgkinson's the best goal kicker in the NRL but isn't he injured leagues or something I don't know but I mean you give it to Hoddo Hoddo gets that over I, I did see the kick it was an absolute shank it was the worst attempt at goal I have seen since, like, you know, maybe like a retiree or something. Or that Lockyer one for Australia. Maybe he was straight in front of the post versus England once. And it just went. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that is, as I said, he like, was my new rule. Yeah, quote. Um, but anyway, a call from the listener um, wanted to know that the coach you would least like to get in a fist fight with. And me, it's a short answer, and it's Craig Bellamy. Yeah, it's, it's Craig Bellamy for me. Um, the other guy I sort of yeah, and the other one was Madge. Madge, yeah. he looks quite fit and who's stuff. A, who's a Maguire, Who's a um, Bellamy disciple? And I just remember reading an article around um, Mark, uh, Michael Maguire, and it basically made me fear him because he was doing preseason training once, and he was keeping up with all the play. He, he he does, and this is out of the Bellamy book. He does all the preseason training. He does the same thing as what the players do. So basically, yeah. you can never like second guess him or like you know back in the day you'd be doing preseason training and some fat guy would be telling you what to do and you just like fuck you mate you're not doing it. Well, that's why they always do it. So you can never say that to them. And Maguire apparently turns up before trainings at like six a.m. and just says to the trainer, "Just make me spew, mate." Like, as <laughs> he, he wants him to push him so hard until he spews. <laughs> And then, no, You've seen him in the flesh. No, yeah, I've seen him in the flesh. Did he have a good carcass? He looked pretty trim. Yeah, he looked yeah. good in the photo. Yeah. And I did also um, have read numerous stories about the Rabbitohs complaining that they're getting flogged too hard at trainings. And that's why Glenn Stewart left. He said, I don't need this at my age. I'm fucking off to the UK <laughs> for retirement. <laughs> he is a, quite a chubby for Pajee's good football. I used to love watching Gift. him play. And a great nickname for him, isn't it? Gift. Because he's just a gifted. Is that his nickname? He's just gifted. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. That was always like what an old man would say, eh? Like when they'd be watching someone or someone you play with. It was never you. It was never yeah. you that got the great comment. But he'd just go, gee, he's a gifted footballer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real like, oh. it's like the top compliment that you could get from an old man, eh? Just being gifted. But, uh, which I never got. Is it, is it generally because you're body shape doesn't really suggest you should be gifted no I think it's just don't have the skill level it's a, gift, a gifted player can read the game and also I think that they have the perfect combination of being able to read the game and the natural yeah. um, ability and um, athleticism to be able to combine the athleticism with the yeah. with the mental and then just the all round touch I think having a great touch allows you to be gifted uh, so actual Madge okay I understand so Madge actually ended up going to Wigan after the great won a title um, with Ryan Storm. Hoffman when yeah, yeah, with Hoffman the, went over yeah. there because they had to offload him after they cheated the um... after the storm yeah and he went over there too like because the disciple and Shane and the Wigan people obviously thought he was and he did the job because they won a Super League with him with Thomas Luluai and the halves yep for sure um so that was so we we were pretty in unison about the guy that we most want to, most want to fuck with. Um, yep. Now, your question to me, 
Could I be mates with Daily Jerry Evans? Another short, another short answer for you, no. Why not? He's actually quite a well-spoken bloke, though, and maybe he's getting a... He's... He's, Why are you putting him in the, the handway? You're putting him in the stereotypical. Um, a league guy has to be um, a bit slower speaking and can't be like the guy that hangs out with the coach. He just seems like he's fake, and he just seems like he's not a guy's. He's out there. He's got an agenda. That's what I say about Cherry Evans. He looks like he has an agenda. Now, I think you can't was, take away he's a good footballer. He's a brilliant footballer, and he's playing unbelievably at the moment. But what so what's say, the word out of Sydney why they aren't picking him at well, Queensland? Of, I think he just rubbish people up the wrong way. And I've heard a lot of anecdotal stories about that. I won't go but any further. Yeah, To me, that suggests what sort of rugby league, what sort of people rugby league players are, you know? As in what, they're critical or they just start... Rooting. No, they just don't like the nerd. That's probably, a big, that's probably a big part of it. Yeah. Oh, but he's... Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I get. I heard but he's just looking after number one. Once. One person explained to me once is that, you know, a gr- manly just have a great win. Everyone's in the change rooms, pissing up, you know, drinking a few twoies. You know, they're in their speedos, they're just loving it. You know, the manly cheer girls walk in and everyone's just licking their chops. And then they turn around and DCE's talking to like an assistant sponsorship manager, like just sort of sitting, talking to the fish heads, talking about some sort of. So yeah, yeah. Well, actually, job after football. That brings me to a yarn. It's not a yarn. It's true. Well, I'm imagining it's a true story. There's a guy I have a few beers with over here from the Shire, and he actually used to work at Northies in his formative years. Brilliant. And he said the Sharkies used to. So I'm imagining this is this is the Sharkies days when Anderson was coach and yes. Kamali was halfback. Yes. And he said basically the whole Sharks team would come into Northies, but. Brett Kamali would just sit with Chris Anderson at one table and, and the other coaching staff and talk, and then all the other players would just piss up on another table. So there maybe Brett Kamali's in that... Um, but hang on, you can't say off Kamali, mate. He's had I'm not tough. slagging him off. I'm just saying that's a very similar story than what I've heard about Cher- Cherry Evans. Okay. So I think it's... Could I be mates with him? Oh, I don't know. I haven't met him you yet. Could, when I you like, fucking could. There's no way what you could. Hey, what do you mean? You wouldn't tolerate that. Wouldn't talk about what? A guy that's quite um, respectful to women? No, a guy that sort of doesn't want to piss up with his league mates. You'd have a, you'd have a fucking break. Anyway. Look, okay. Anyway, we probably should stop there because if we want this to get around the Melbourne Storm organisation, we're probably going to have to get on you. Um, right. The quick tap. I watched... Probably the most the quick inconsistent ruling in rugby. Is this the quick tap from the 20 when you it no. goes dead and run it up? No, it's when a referee blows a penalty. And rightfully, you should be able to take a quick tap and go. But 98 times out of 100, the ref calls them back and says either I wasn't ready for it or it wasn't on the mark or something. Why does the ref call people back? Why doesn't he just let him go? And the only time I've ever seen it in 25 years, I reckon. Cameron Smith did it. No, the, oh. um, Peter Mattaltia did it the other day, just before half time. Oh, yeah, against the scored. cap. Against Why don't the they goal? do that all the time? It made me think, fuck, just ref, just let people yeah. take the quick tap as an option. Especially if they keep giving penalties away on their line. Exactly. That's even more like than a bloody yellow, uh, we don't even, a sin bin. We don't even sin bin anyone anymore. So, there's, I mean, the quick tap needs to come back. The voluntary tackle is another one. Like, you need to get penalised for voluntary tackle because what it's doing yep. is taking away the ability to attack with defence. Now, if you're on your own line and you just jump on the ground, 
that doesn't allow you to tackle someone in the end goal. So it's therefore a negative play. So you need to get penalised for that. And what did you just say before that? You talked about a rule. What, a, what about the chip and chase? No, nah, it wasn't the chip and chase. What did you just say before but that? But that doesn't, that's gone, isn't it? The chip and chase is gone. Who's the master it's, of the? Who was the master of the chip and chase? Was, Stacey uh, Chris Campbell, David Peach. Yeah, David oh, Peach. Nathan Blacklock. Nathan Blacklock, you mean? Yeah. Stacey Jones. Actually, oh, I'll tell you who did a great chip and chase, and we might even add it to the um, blog this week. Was Darren Juney against the Broncos in '96 he did a in front of chip and chase? Yeah, was it? It may yeah. be. No, Brett Mullins the double, did a double chip and chase, chase is a very rare occurrence on Slater any field. In Origin, was that a double? He volleyed it, didn't he? He volleyed it. He just sort of somehow... The and chase. Yeah. What about when Benji Marshall started trying to kick off his knee? That was a Carlos Spencer move, wasn't it? He invented that. You sure? Yeah, I think he was just sort of like threw it against his knee. Um, what he, about, he, definitely, he definitely invented it. What about when you run into the line and then throw it up over the guy's head? That's not allowed. But no. here's another one. What if you get your whole team to um, wear these like engineered shorts where they've got a bit more like um, uh, width around the the girth, yeah. and then basically what you do is, if you're the prop, you grab the ball from the head up and you put the ball in your shorts, tighten your shorts up, and then just run hard, and then you can fend with both hands. That's you're not allowed to do that. Why not? Well, I think it's just not in the spirit of the game. They'd probably put it under that category. Yeah, it's a good point because if you've got some engineered, like, um, well, let's the say... That you're, the moment that you're shoot. engineering shorts, mate, the moment that you're not in the spirit of the game. No, but you've got jersey and then you've got this, like, yeah, cup Yeah, I know, on mate, but they, they make sucks. regulation shorts for a reason, so you can't engineer them. Yeah, okay. There's rules, mate. There's bloody rules in our game. You can't just have a... You can't just go home with a fucking sewing machine and have a crack at engineering some shorts. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to see uh, do you even have a copy of the rule book mate how many refs of you, games are you refereed well you should know this you're a ref um, well I don't know I don't, to be honest I don't know all the rules but I'm better than most refs it's a field game and you referee but with it is a field game mate and if and the amount of in our lost at the moment our game is in trouble because it's just refereed so poorly because they just don't actually referee the games they let the game referee them exactly and what about last year when I nearly lost my marriage because I watched too much league that's, like, that's if that's not rugby league referee training, I don't know what is. Well, we're going to finish on something that again, you're, that's very close to your heart, and that's the great names of rugby league players over the years. And you've got a few names. I've got a few names that really sort of stand out. I've I've named one, two. I've got five names that really. I've got really one stood out for me. All right, well, do you just do you want me to crack, go from five to you one? Go, you go first, you go your two first, and then I'll go one, and then I'll think about another one. I've just got another one. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start first. And I'm gonna, in fifth place, a player Six, that I I'm just, good. I'm not sure if he's really good or really bad, but on his days, he's pretty, really decent. He's a current Josh player Reynolds. for the Parramatta Eels. He's also played for the Gold Coast Titans and the Sydney Roosters. He Red didn't play a test, but he got named in Jersey 18 last year. And the Anzac test for the Kiwis, and his name's Brad Takarangi. Yes, beautiful name, I mean, beautiful that's just name. A name that just no yep. one pronounces correctly, and it just it just has so many levels on it. The but next, when you do pronounce it correctly, well, it just hits you, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The next one is just from sheer just 
I don't know it's, if it's just an ordinary name. It's just a strange name. He came out of nowhere for me. I never heard of him before he played State of Origin for Queensland. I think he played oh. for the North Queensland Cowboys. His name's I John think I know who you're say. John Buttigieg, beautiful <laughs> name. And he was quite fat too. Yeah. And the same series, John Doyle made his um, debut. Yes, nothing John Doyle. Nothing to yeah, five, I think. That were nothing. Carl yeah, Wynn, he had that great earlier. haircut. Yeah. So my man is the winger from North Queensland. What is up with these funny names in North Queensland? It was um, Royston Lightning, who played <laughs> 18... <laughs> it's like Royston Hayes. Um, he played 18... Oh, no, sorry. He played 14 games with the, Warriors, uh, the Raiders between 96 and 98 and only lost one of the games against Sharks in a major preliminary semi-final in the Super League War. But Royston Lightning, what a name. And he was, and he was a winger. He's quick. And he was a winger. Who calls that kid Lightning? Yeah, he was, and it's like Leo, he was around the Leon Bot era, wasn't he? That's a good yes, name. Yes. No, but yeah, but maybe just before him. There's also Martin Ophir. Like, a fire. What a name Ophir. for a very fast winger. And Ophir. that's why he's called Chariots. Yeah, that's a nickname at a half, isn't it? Chariots of Fire. Fuck <laughs> you. Your, your mum couldn't script that for you if she tried. Yeah. Well, it would have helped if it was a fat slow prick. Yeah, exactly. My top three... You, no, you would have said Chariots um, ironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My top three in in order, in third place, current player for uh, the St. George of the World Dragons and the second stint for the club previously also had stints at the Gold Coast Titans the North Queensland Cowboys two tests for the Kiwis on the wing Khalifa Fai Loa just, yep yep and it's a, it's a nice name isn't it it's a, it's a nice name it's a memorable name it suits a wing. I like that first name Khalifa it yeah, almost like sounds Khalifa, the rapper. African yeah, yeah that's where it comes from um, a, a very tough second place but I mean could you get a better name? Could you get a better rugby league name than Fui Fui Moi Moi? No, and the Canadians love him at the moment. He's at the Toronto Wolfpack right now, isn't he? Quote. Um, and in first place, surprisingly that you didn't say it, um, you know, without further ado, let me introduce you to Dane and Gagai or Ngangai. Actually, mate, there's a brilliant one, but I've just remembered another one we need to name. Yes. Number 13 for the Raiders, Alan Tung. What a name. <laughs> He's one and of my favourite players. He was, and he was actually a subject of one of the greatest banners that was at a game when the Raiders played the City Roosters and when the City Roosters had Big Willie Mason and some Raiders fan took a sign <laughs> saying, who needs a Big Willie when you've got a great tongue? That was just a classic. We should do, we should actually next week on the show, and if you're out there, tweet us at legal underscore council or email us on legalcouncil at gmail.com. Email us your best rugby league signs. Um, there's some classics out there, um, some memorable ones. What about one thing that really like, I love about rugby league is those massive flags. And I don't think oh, they have them enough true. now that are chicken, like yeah. blue and white for the yeah. Bulldogs, and they're always on the hill. Red and white. And then the GST, yeah. great St. George team. Um, <laughs> oh, and just... that, what's the one that's got that guy from the family guy? Diggity, diggity. I think it's Roosters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get some good flags going for next week. Um, apart from that, another big... We, we haven't even talked about the NRL or State of Origin. Um, but oh, okay, sure. Origin. Should we talk about Origin? Quick preview, uh, Billy Slater went down yesterday. Not sure if he's going to play the game or not. Um, uh, he looked pretty dodgy, actually. So, um, whew, who knows? 
But yep. for so me, who, who's your tip? Give a tip. Give a tip. Queensland by eight. New South Wales by eight. Ooh, it's going to be a good game. It's in the it's in the Suncorp Stadium. Um, I think if New South Wales go, they have to go back to the way that they played in Origin One and the first half of Origin Two. I think for feeder, it's going to have a big game. The blowtorch is going to be on Wade Graham and Tyson Frizzell, Frizzell if they can actually play. Yeah, Frizzell bellied up in the last game, didn't he? What do you mean by bellied up? We just didn't put in, cowed it out. No, it, well, it was a confusing one because he's sort of, I, I think that he wasn't injured and Daly just sat him. Or am I wrong? Mm. I don't know because I don't really follow State of Origin, but yeah. Mm. Actually, you might be right. But, I mean, they haven't picked a proper centre, have they, the Queensland team? I think that is... They're going to put Morgan at centre. He can play. As, as, as listeners of the show would would know. Mate, you know anywhere. it's a very special position. It, it is, but Michael Morgan, I rate him very, very highly. One thing I, I did read this week is that the Trebojevic's, Jake and Tom, um, although Tom hasn't played State of Origin yet, it's just a, it's a matter of time. Oh, they yeah. have a younger brother called Ben who's playing in the New South Wales Blues under-16s in the curtain race. How wow. good is it going to be when they have three turbos in the manly side? Wow. What's their sister's name? I don't know if they've got one. Tina? If, if, they, Tina if it was, it'd be good if it was Tina. <laughs> Make me. Um, Serbian two-based. Yeah. Now, no, just, no, before we, just before we do go, I have apologi- apologies to make... Apology to make uh, last week. Here I said that uh, Parramatta didn't have a junior club. Um, that was just poor for me. Poorly acknowledged. I know they've got a huge junior nursery out there, and um, one of our stalwarts, one of our founding fans, Ryan Cribb, formerly of the Living with Steve Matai fame, um, pointed it out to me, and I just want to apologise to the listeners out there because I know there's a lot of Parramatta fans that listen to the show that were up in arms. So apologies there. And the other guy is Albert Hopoati. Oh, no, he's real old now. Don't worry about him. Albert, who was the other Albert guy? Who Albert Torrens, who played the man. Albert Torrens, <laughs> yeah, he was nice. <laughs> um, all right, big, big week of league this week. No doubt we'll chat during the week. Uh, until then, you got to love your league. Got to love your league. And follow us on Twitter. Yep, yeah, do that too. See ya. Bye.